Welcome to another episode of Sunshine from Heaven. Today is our Talk About It Tuesday. It's called Married in the Ministry. And I've got a beautiful couple on the line, uh, Mr. Greg Pruitt and his wife, Shave Pruitt. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. about right. yourself. Blessed. Let's dive right in. Who are the bishops? <laughs> <laughs> I am a husband. I am a father. I am son, brother, friend, nephew, a cousin. I would hope that when people finally have to stand over me, they'll be able to say that I truly was a man of God. Amen. Oh, I, I am Shabby Pruitt, <laughs> wife to the awesome Greg Pruitt. I, I, you know what? I'm just happy to be in the place that I should be as a wife, as a mother, and in the natural in my assignment as a teacher and also in ministry. I enjoy doing the work and the will of the Lord. Wow. You yeah. guys, man, y'all need to run for Congress. <laughs> y'all got my vote already <laughs> so uh what i'm gonna ask you is that what what do you think differs between a married couple and a true christian married couple that's good that's a very good question i think from for, for me i'm not gonna take a stab at this i believe what what differs is that one we well first and foremost what I find to be interesting is that everyone stands at the altar and makes a commitment before God. The difference is what happens once you leave the altar. Not mm-hmm. the true child of God, a Christian family, a couple, uh, applies to God not only at the altar in their vows, but they live up to those vows after the uh, service has ended and makes God a part of their everyday life mm-hmm. and a part of the relationship because you understand I can't live naturally without God as a single person and I definitely can't live without God as a married person. Mm-hmm. And I would like to add on to that. I think the difference is um, between the married couple and the Christian couple, married couple is that the Christian married couple had Christ in the relationship before marriage. And um, when you govern your relationship with Christ as the center and the core of your dating before marriage, then it's easy to transition him over as you are at the altar. And when you leave the altar, when you both make those vows before witnesses. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me ask you this. How how long did you guys date before you got married? We actually dated. Well, story. I'm trying to make a, a long story short. I met her uh, in August. We were on our first date in September of 98. And then I bought a ring for her in, in February of the next year. Okay. And I proposed to her in March. And we were married in December. So we technically did maybe uh, a year, year and, a year and three months before we got married. But part of that year, we were already engaged. Okay. And he made the story sound beautiful. And it was a beautiful story. <laughs> <laughs> when we met, um, I was in a state of, of this new walk with Christ. Right. And I was ready to be a Christian wife, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I was so young. Um, I was still in college. I was going to church and I was doing everything that 
I knew to be right and I wanted to do right to be right. And so at the state that I was in, God put me around a lot of women my age that were dating. And everybody had a couple. Everybody was a couple except me. And so I was just praying, like, when is my husband coming? I don't want anybody. I want the right person. And so I was just praying and praying. And I remember one day in my prayer, the Lord said, pray for your husband. Like, I literally heard him say that. I didn't know who my husband was, but I specifically remember saying, whomever he is, God, I pray that you will cover him, that you will protect him, that you will watch over him. Just all the things that the Holy Spirit was leading me to pray, but I had not met him. So you were blessing this man before you even met him. Before I even met him, Brother, I didn't when, it, when is the anniversary? She going to be getting a nice gift this year. <laughs> But here is a kicker. I was praying for him. And when the Lord brought him to me, I told God he wasn't the one. What? <laughs> what? So she doesn't get a good gift then. No. <laughs> yeah, she just back, she just gave that back right there. <laughs> but, because, but it just shows how when we are, when we think we know what's best for us, mm -hmm. we we describe, we tell God we want this. Mm -hmm. I want this. We gotta be this height. He gotta have this, or she has to look like this, and she has to have that. But when he came, because I was a member at a different church, right? He was coming from what California. He was finishing up his military service in California, and he came as a visitor uh -huh. to our church. And the minute he got up, we had testimony service, and I was in the choir. The minute he got up to testify. One of the elders turned and looked at me and said, that's your husband. What? Yeah. And I said, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, we dated for a short period of time. And in that dating, we were already engaged. But before then, there were some spiritual interactions that were taking place that neither one of us knew about right before we connected yes. mm -hmm. well see that was that kind of uh, put me right to my next question so now that you guys are married you've been married for a while you are what you would call a seasoned couple uh how do you find time to minister to one another because you guys obviously are ministering to so many different people on so many different levels and with children in the mix as well it's mm. sometimes a hard fight to try to minister to each other because you guys have to pour into one another. Yeah, very true. Amen. Very true. Um, what I've discovered is that I think, uh, uh, was it uh, Jonathan McReynolds has a song out that says, make room. Mm -hmm. I make time for what I want. I make time for what I treasure. And so for me, uh, I do treasure my wife and I understand what the word of God says, not to sound too, too uh, spiritual, but when a man finds the wife, he finds the good thing. The Bible says that he obtained the favor of the Lord. Yes. And so I, in, in order for my favor to keep working, I need to cater to that favor. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I make time for it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there are times we have date night. And one thing I, we, we established in our, in our marriage, when the day is busy and you have kids and things and work is going on, we have what we call in our, in our marriage, it's called filling time. Mm -hmm. C-E-I-L-I-N-G. Yes. That is when we're in the bedroom together and we're lying in the bed. We both lay on our backs and we look up at the ceiling. 
and we give each other time to share our thoughts and our visions, our hopes and our dreams. And the other person cannot interrupt until that person has tapped our hand and, and told us. And so that gives us an opportunity to hear each other's hearts, uh, dreams, our yeah. visions. And then uh, once we hear those things, when we're standing up again the next day, whatever it is, now we know what to work yeah. towards the other person. Yeah. Wow, so that gives us an opportunity to really know what, what she likes. She knows what I like, what I want, what mm-hmm. I desire, and vice versa. And we both have had time and opportunity to hear each other. Yeah. And so we allow our bed, even though the bed is undefiled, we allow that bed at the same time to be a place of healing yeah. and uh, for nurturing for us in our relationship. Yes. Good. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, Ms. Shavi, who, uh, whose idea was that? Or is this something that you guys found to do with each other? Or did you read about this particular uh, exercise? I think it just happened. Um, and the reason that I believe it just happened is uh, you mentioned that we are parents. And so we had two sets of twins. And so in the busyness of taking care of two babies at one time, and they are two years apart, I believe we both were longing mm. for each other. Right. Because it was it was very easy to get wrapped up in changing the diapers and feeding the babies and doing everything for them that I feel like we both longed for each other. And I think that's what um, another point of a Christian married couple have is a longing for each other. And so when you feel like you're missing out on that loved one, your spouse, there's something that just happens because you both want it and you both need it. And at the time I told him, because I was at home for a little while with the babies, I said, I need to talk to somebody that's an adult. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And in that conversation, yeah. I began to just feel out what was happening in my emotions and what I was going through as a mother and how I was feeling as a Christian mother and as a woman in ministry. And I just began to spill out on him. And he is a great listener. And so that's kind of how it just all kind of formed in its own self. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's it's great because, I mean, just the little nuggets that you guys are giving uh, now to me, you're actually blessing me tremendously because there's some information in there that I think every married couple uh, saved or unsaved can use. Yeah. Uh, yeah. to strengthen the yeah, relationship. Okay, well, hey, give me one moment. We're going to get a break here from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Today's episode is being brought to you by Kennedy's Corner with the K, your one-stop shop to make any special event pop. Kennedy's Corner specializes in custom t-shirts and photography, engagement, graduation, or just celebrating that special addition to your family. Check us out at Kennedy's Corner 20 on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, and we're back with the uh, the marriage counselors, the bishops. No, they're not counselors, but they should be. Uh, Ms. Chave uh, Pruitt and Greg Pruitt, they are really giving the Christian married couples a winning recipe for serving God 
and Amen. live in this life. Uh, now, this is where it's going to get down to the nitty gritty. All okay. right, get down to it. Now, how this is something that I, I just really, even in my in my own walk, because you know, as a, a Christian married, just as a Christian, the minute you tell somebody you are a Christian, they going to hold you accountable for everything. Yes. So as yes. a as a Christian couple, people want to believe and know how they see you guys behave outside at the restaurant, at the parties, and you're just loving one another and smiling. And that <laughs> when you go behind closed doors, you're smiling and grinning the same. But as a married man myself, I understand that sometimes on the other side of that door, it ain't all smiles and giggles. That's right. That's right. So how do you, what are your tools for when you have, I, I heard uh, one of my guests say the other day, heated fellowship. Um, <laughs> I like that. For for us, what I've learned as a, as a man, uh, it's, it's my responsibility as a husband uh, to sow into my wife, uh, to nurture my wife and to speak into her life. And so I can't speak into her life if I'm speaking uh, against her life. Right. And so for me, I've, I I've, I don't want to sound arrogant in this. I, I think I've mastered the art of learning how to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an old cliche, but God gave us two ears and one mouth. Right. And so uh, I, I think I've learned the art of learning how to listen. And so if there's ever an issue in our marriage, the first thing I learned to do is keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. I shut my mouth and see what's going on. Let me discern what's going on. First and foremost, really, it's never ever a time that we have a heated moment that I'm not already aware about it because I I endeavor to always be in tune with my wife. I know when she's sick. I know when she's well. I know when she's bothered. I know when she's disturbed. I know when she has things on her mind. I'm very uh, in tune to who she is. And so uh, oftentimes I'll come to her with it and I'll, uh, I'll address her with it. That's good. And she'll, you know, she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, come on, give it to me, give it to me. I know it's there. And she'll start, you know, spewing out. And it's at that time that now I know what it is I need to do as a husband to make sure that she feels comforted, she feels secure, and she feels safe. And so, uh, and, and, and vice versa, she's very in tune with me. And she can tell when I need to get rest. She knows when I'm not resting. She knows when I'm bothered and perturbed. Uh, she knows I said, hey, dad's not feeling good today, guys. Let's, let's keep it down, go upstairs, and let dad uh, have a moment of rest. And so, um, we, when we do have our moments, uh, I just I have learned how to keep my mouth shut and uh, allow her to express her feelings. And I do my best never to raise my voice at my wife. That's something I try my best never to yeah. do. Um, and I'm always trying to be compassionate in that area that I'm always able to speak into her life regardless of what I'm feeling, regardless of how I'm feeling. I'm making sure that I'm speaking back into her life regardless. My end, as far as um, are, you're asking about how we respond for the heated fellowship. Yes, yes. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of my life as a woman, as a young girl growing up. I struggled a lot with um, speaking my truth mm-hmm. yeah. and speaking my heart and my emotions because I feel like a lot of times 
I spent so many years helping others and giving to others that when my when it was time for me to speak up and speak out on what I was dealing with, I didn't know how to identify my emotions and what I was going through. And so when we stepped into the life of a married couple, that was a struggle for me when we did have our um, heated moments or disagreements and yeah. things of that nature because he's so he's so in tune with who he is mm -hmm. you know with his emotions and he knows how to exactly express himself but on the inside i was struggling with trying to find my words right and so what i had to do was i literally had to pray mm. and i had to ask god to give me what will work for me that will speak to his heart or how I was feeling. And um, the Lord gave me to write letters. And so, because I couldn't, I feel like I'm a better speaker on paper than I am in person wow. a lot of times when I'm in a challenging situation. Yeah. And so I would write him a letter, how I felt. And I would leave the house, I would leave, I would go and still just do the normal things, you know, you do grocery shop or things like that. Right. And because I was not there for us to go back and forth with, mm -hmm. he was able to see my heart without, you know, a lot of times when we get in those heated uh, moments, our facial expressions are there, our mm -hmm. body language is moving. Mm -hmm. And so the person is not hearing your heart or your soul. Right. They're seeing your face and your gestures. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't have that. He had my words on paper and that began to open the door on how we communicated during those moments. And as we continued to grow and develop individually, we started maturing in what worked for us and we started verbalizing, hey, today is a rough day. I need about 30 minutes or things like that when we knew the, the waters were troubled. Right. Minister wow. Nick, if I can add on to that, I'm so glad she brought that point out uh, because when it, when the letters started happening initially in, in the infancy uh, of our marriage, uh, I asked her when she came back home after I read the first letter, and I said, why did you write me a letter? Why didn't you just say this to me? And she said, I wrote the letter because you can't argue with the letter. Wow. You can't argue with the paper. All you can do is read it and, right. and hear it. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was so profound that even in, 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 our, in our young age at the time, she was able to have enough wisdom to write it out. Because she know if I can read the word of God, I can read the paper. Yes, and I can't argue back and forth with this letter. All I can do is read it and then comprehend what is being said. Yes. And so it was, it was through those letters, thank you, honey. It was through those letters that really got me to really hear her, hear her heart through through ink. Yeah. And so uh, I would encourage anyone, if you have a difficult times in your marriage, maybe you need to write a letter. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think reading letters are is very soothing, very relaxing because you're not reading when people are around, you're reading yeah. in a quiet space, a quiet time, and you're able to really hear and see their heart. And so uh, that was a good point. Yes. Very good. Yes, that, that is. I said, and my wife, uh, she, I think that's why uh, her and Miss Chave actually have really hit it off right off the bat because she is also a letter writer. She says wow. she, she has to write letters to me because I uh, have a tendency to shut down. It's like you said, when you're yes. when you're even sometimes your spouse's voice, 
you because you know them so well you've been around them long enough that you even hear yeah, certain true. tones that if i hear it a certain way then i begin to shut down because i'm like I, I know what you're saying without saying it but uh, that's right yeah. that's right so the letters are very very good and i i'm like i said you guys are truly blessing me right now with some good stuff i'm just uh uh bishop when is your book coming out <laughs> the uh the wife whisperer that's gonna be a, <laughs> a number one bestseller right there I might have to steal that from me. Get the co-seats together. <laughs> right. well, I'm going to need to tap in that one then. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, here, here's a, a good one for you guys. Do you find it hard to witness to God's people about something that you know your spouse struggles with? Actually, I, I don't think it's very hard to minister to someone that our, your spouse is struggling with one because if your spouse is struggling with it you get first-hand account right and so you get to see it up close and personal uh and one thing from from me i don't ever want to even though i've been in church all of my life i got smacked on the bar when i came out and i was <laughs> in church the next day it, it was <laughs> i've been in church all my life and so uh i've never wanted to come off as being religious and just you know that churchy churchy uh person so I, what i really want to do is be relatable to people right and so what i found out as a matter of fact while we're talking about books i am actually writing my first book yeah. and um my, my first book is state of transparency yeah. uh i think it's something that we lack in the kingdom yeah that people are not transparent as they should be. A lot of it is fear. People are afraid yeah. to be transparent because yeah. of how they're going to be judged. So yeah. true. And and I'm, I'm a firm believer that if the word of God says in Revelations, we overcome by the blood of the lambs and by the word of our testimony, then that one part, the blood is already covered. There's another part that's missing, our testimony. And right. that's only going to come through transparency. And so there's no other better way than to uh, share with someone about something that you're dealing with on, firsthand. And so I have no problem telling somebody, hey, I got it wrong. I missed it. I'm struggling in this area. Uh, oh, my wife is struggling in this area. And we're daily uh, pressing toward the mark, trying to get it better. And so uh, I find it very easy for me, at least for me, to be very transparent in my flaws and in my issues. If I'm not there, I'm not there. I don't always have it together every single day. And so I find it very easy to witness the individual because I'm always coming from a place of truth. And I will agree with that. And especially if the spouse is a strong hold for them for a long time, you know, I think that if you mention that your spouse is struggling in that area, you should still have permission from that spouse to even say that That's about good. them. That's true. You know, um, because you, we still have to cover and protect each other. Right regardless to if they're struggling in it or not, we should still be able to witness about something because we're all going through something. Yes. Matter of fact, my wife, that's one of her strongest points. I mean, God has really blessed her with a great spirit of discernment. She is witnessing, witnessing to someone. The minute they tell her what they're going through, God has gifted her to become totally transparent and yeah. wow. she looks for something in herself yeah. that is worse than what not only to connect that is worse than what they have done oh wow so it puts them at ease and lets them know 
there's a victory for you as well. That's awesome. Now that's awesome right there. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things she has brought to me and to my life and always has when we dated as teenagers and she basically uh, has cared for me in my infancy stage. And I think I came out and went back to infancy and oh, wow. she's been treating me <laughs> very well. But no, you guys are really uh, hitting the nail on the head. So in closing, I'd like to ask you guys if there is one thing and I want this from both of you that you could go back and tell yourself in your first year of marriage with what you know today, what would you tell yourself? Do you want me to start, honey? Yes, because I'm still thinking. (laughs) Okay. Can I share this, honey, about our, our first our first year of marriage was was a, a challenging one. Now, and I'm gonna be transparent and tell you why it was challenging. Within the first six months of our marriage, mind you, uh, at the time I was a minister uh, in, in the church, uh, and so she she married into a, 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 a life where I was already ministering. So I come out of a long family of ministers and pastors, and so uh, we're in ministry. Prior to that, I wasn't always safe. I wasn't always safe, of course. But the first six months of our marriage, the sixth month, actually, I asked her for a divorce. Wow. Yep. While we were in church. And uh, I yep. came home and said, you know what? I'm not happy in this in this, in this situation. And I want a divorce. And so her response to me was, uh, I don't want a divorce. It's not what I want. It's not what I signed up for. Uh, I'm completely happy. I don't know where you're getting this from, but you know, I, I'm confused as what, what's really going on. Yeah. And... Um, at that point, I began to examine myself and really look at myself. And what I did was every woman that I was with prior to my wife, I brought it into my marriage. And I compared my wife to every woman that I was with. Mm. And so if she didn't do it this way, I compared it to her. If she didn't say it this way, I compared it to her. And so if I can go back 21 years, yeah. I would say to myself, do not bring anyone in your marriage but the one you're married to. Amen. And so that's what I would do. I, I, I would go back and encourage myself to receive her for who she is and accept her for who she is and love her for who she is. And don't try to make her anything that she's not. Mm-hmm. And so that, that would have saved me a long, that would have saved me a, a one year of my life where I literally thought I was the most miserable man in the world. Wow. And I'm going to go back and, and erase that moment from that once we left that altar, that I would not have brought every woman that I had slept with, been with, been around, kissed, hugged, and whatever else I did. I would not have brought that into my home and into my bedroom as well. Yes. Yeah. Amen. That was that was good. If I could go back, I would tell myself while you're don't forget to nurture and love you while you're busy nurturing and loving others. Mm. And I think that is probably something every woman may possibly think on or kind of tap into. Definitely. Um, because society um, has a way of already putting roles on us as women Mm -hmm. as far as what wives should do and what wives don't do and what Christian wives do and what Christian wives don't do. And so you kind of lose sight of who you are. You kind of lose your identity. And um, when we got married, I was very young. I was still in college. 
So I had not just, I had not yet experienced the the world in all its fullness, but through the church wow. and through the relationships that I had um, encountered in my family's lives with right. aunts and uncles and my own parents. And so you take on these roles because this is what you think you're supposed to do and what you're told that you're supposed to do, that you're operating in these roles, but yet you're losing part of you, especially when you become a mother. So I would say to myself, stay in your lane, but stay true to you. Right. That's so good for any woman of, uh, out there. I think married or uh, uh, unmarried. I've even uh, spoken that to my daughter. She got Amen. married about two years ago and I told her, that whatever she does never lose herself in her That's husband it. and it's easy to do when you love somebody uh, yeah. that you can begin to disappear Yes, yes, that's good. Yes, and, and I think Very what true. you said is just Very so true. important, even as the husband, to love your wife, but to always keep yourself. But even more so because a lot of women, especially the older, you know, if you're a little more mature like myself, uh, old school where women had a certain place and, yes. you know, it's mm -hmm. backwards thinking, but that's just how it was. That's and, right. And yeah. so it's very it's easy to disappear. Very true. Yeah, so true. Well, man, I have, uh, you guys have truly blessed me. I, I have learned so much and uh, I'm going to put these things to work as soon as I get off this uh, microphone because you guys have given <laughs> me some homework, some things I need to examine and do. But truly, uh, I, you know what? I did have one other thing because when you guys were talking, I meant to chime in and it just mm -hmm. came back to me. Now, you guys say, one of the things I heard you say is that you're very tuned in to each other. Now, okay. do you... Uh, charge that too that you guys just have this this very special love for each other that has grown over the years or would you attribute it to that you have given your life to Christ and through the Holy Spirit it allows you to be more aware of what the other person because with God he says we're not here to 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 be served but to yeah. serve and when you truly love your spouse you're gonna serve them yeah amen yes um, I'm I'm probably going to play devil's advocate on this one. <laughs> the reality is, I know a lot of leaders, and I don't think, and I don't, not just leaders, but Christian couples. I don't think being a Christian really has much to do with how we are in tune with each other. Because there are a lot of folks who are in in church and are Christians who are completely detached from their spouses. Yes, especially sometimes in ministry because you're so involved. Bad, bad, being leaders in a church, it can be very dangerous for for marriage because you are catering to so many other people. Yes. It's easy to forget about each other. Yes. And so, for me, I think that I'm 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 so in tune with her once again back to the beginning because I literally want to one make sure I'm pleasing God, but because I genuinely love her and genuinely care for her, I endeavor to make sure that I don't ever want her to have a thought that I'm not a part of it. Mm. I don't ever want to have a feeling that I'm not in tune with it. Mm. And so uh, for me, I think it's just my desire to be yeah. a good husband. And and, 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 I, and if my family hears this, I may get in trouble for this. I, For me, I'm a person that learns from mistakes. And so I watched a lot of my uncles and a lot of cousins 
make some huge mistakes in marriages. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was like, I don't want to repeat that that cycle. I don't want to repeat that. And so I, I learned from other folks' downfalls. I learned from other folks' mistakes. Yeah. And so for me, I said, I don't want that in my marriage. So I do the opposite of it. And so that's what I have done uh, intentionally because just being a natural man, I want to make sure my wife has what she needs. Yes. And then the Christian aspect of me just enhances that the more. Amen. I would say it's both as well. Um, but I will tell on me, my husband is more in tune with me than sometimes I am. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now you going to get a good gift, Bishop. <laughs> And I say that because a lot of times I can get very focused on doing whatever I need to do, whether when it comes to work or when it comes to chores in the house or when it comes to helping the kids, I can get very zoned in. And a lot of times because he is very um, mature, because he is very self-sufficient, um, because he is very... I'm okay, I'm, I'm fine kind of person. It's easy for me to accidentally lose track of him. And so I had to become intentional Wow. about being in tune with him because it didn't come naturally for me. Speak that thing, speak that thing. <laughs> <laughs> she said intentional. <laughs> Bishop, you said Bishop said he is the super husband. <laughs> All right, now bring it on home for the team. <laughs> you know, and and if, in the beginning I felt bad because I thought that it was supposed to be a natural thing, you right, know, as right. a woman loving her husband. And I love being married. I enjoy marriage, but I wasn't aware of all the work it would take. Mm to um, stay connected to your spouse when you have such, you know, my husband is very independent. You know, he's very, hey, I can do it with you. I can do it without you kind right. of mindset for yeah. anything in his life. And so it's easy for me to stray from that because he wasn't a person that was in need right. in my space. Right. My kids needed me. My job needed me. The house chores needed me. He was fine. And so if we're not cautious with being intentional about checking in, you know, and, and staying connected, then it will become a hard task to reconnect because the years and all the space that comes in divides you further and further along the way. And then you hear people say, well, I don't know what happened to right. it. You know, and so I had to be intentional and I had to start saying, Okay, I'm going to send him a text every Monday morning or I'm going to bring him one of his favorite treats or things like that. Mm -hmm. It forced me wow. to be connected and in tune with him. That is, oh, that's so good. Look, Bishop, I'm going to need you to put your your book, State of Transparency, on the back burner and the wife whisper got to take the forefront. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to work on that. I'm serious. Now, I gotta stop working on that right now. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but guys, thank you so much. I truly have been blessed, and I hope that our listeners have been blessed with your words of encouragement and just wisdom that you guys, the way you pour into each other, I see why 
it has been so easy for you to pour into the people that you are ministering to because wow. it just it's uh, it starts at home and then it pours out and that's so very important praise god well, thank you so much for the opportunity we i, I say it with all sincerity we are truly thankful and, and, and blessed that you have thought of us and considered us for this yes, time and for this yes, opportunity. Yes, and may God. I commend you. Uh, I'm going to follow my, my niece's uh, words, uh, Minister Keisha. Uh, you are doing a phenomenal job. And to all you all that are listening uh, to Sunshine from Heaven, keep on listening yes. because this guy right here is really doing a real work yes, for the Lord. He and he is real yes, deal he is. in yes. person and over the mic. Yes. He's your deal. So, we thank God for you and the kingdom of God is blessed because of you mentioned me. Thank you, man of God. Thank you guys both. Thank you so much. Well, God continue to bless you and keep you. And guys, remember, please share a little sunshine.